All right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlo joined by Casey. Casey, this is a, uh, I don't know how to say it, but uh, how are you doing? You know, I'm all right. I think if you would have talked, again, thank God recording on Mondays instead of Sundays, because I think my attitude, my tone would have been a little bit different. It'll be interesting to see how it goes when I actually start talking about it. It obviously being uh, the Bucks losing Game 7 to the Celtics in the second round of the NBA playoffs, but I mean, doing okay. I, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that more, but mm-hmm. obviously doing better today. Um, and if you're recording last night, it would be a, a, a different ordeal. Although it was an early game, so I might have had time to get over it by the time we actually got around to recording. If we yeah, sure. I thought it about weird, it. It was a I weird gap it. in the schedule. Like, yeah. the Bucks game it got done. It was like, oh, I have to wait two, two and a half hours till. Yeah. What was going on? Was there something going on? Like, no. In there between? Was, no? I mean, no, because you even had to wait for the hockey games. Yeah. I don't think there's okay. anything going on. Nothing going on? Okay. That's weird. Um, yeah. So, doing all right, Milo. How are, how are you doing? Okay. Well, okay. I'm all right. I'm, all right. <laughs> I'm okay. I, you know, I, I feel bad. I, I, you know, obviously not a, a Bucks fan, but I'm an avid Boston hater. Um, so that sucks. Yeah. But you know, I, I was, I was feeling you, and I was feeling it. So, you know, I'm right there in your the corner. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it feels once we, uh, once we get into that segment. But. Besides that, I'm coming off a off an L, off of so- the softball diamond. Oof. Uh, fresh off an L, uh, kind of had that game playing one of the best teams and just got away from us in the seventh inning. So, oh um, man, you know, so I'm trying to I'm trying to get over. Full nine? No, you play seven. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play seven. So, you know, high scoring affair, but uh, we just couldn't we just couldn't couldn't get it together and uh, came out with an L. So I'm recovering from that. Okay. And Sounds. there was no beer. They, they forgot the beer, which I don't know. What, what do you mean? They, what do you mean they forgot the beer? Who forgot the beer? Well, yeah, exactly. That's let's point fingers. Let's get an yeah. investigation. We'll get the research team on it. We'll get the investigation team. We're going to create an investigation team, Marlo. <laughs> or I'm just going to ask you who forgot the beers. Yeah. Forgot the beers, and there was no cooler beers. Therefore, there's, that's probably what the even. What are you even playing softball for, then? Agreed. I I agreed. So that was I almost left when they said there was no beer. I was like, okay, why are we playing? But I'm a team player. I stuck it out uh, through thick and thin. Oh, there was just an absurd ruling in the Brewers game that the guy caught the ball. Whatever. I'm on the next one. All right. <clears throat> Let's talk sports. All right. All right. Uh, Badgers. Only thing I have is softball. They made the NCAA tournament. I think I, I thought it was their their ninth tournament. So yeah, here's the thing. No idea what the softball schedule is. No clue. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the season's over. Yeah. Last uh, it was last weekend. This weekend? No, this weekend. I'm you know going through Twitter and it's like oh they're in the conference tournament and I was like I didn't even know this season. It, Look, it's not on prime time. Uh, I know softball has been happening, but like, maybe it's just how this year has gone. Where all of a sudden it's not—it's winter, winter, winter. One day a spring, summer, but like, yeah, I didn't even—it didn't even feel like spring season sports-wise yet. And all of a sudden we're in the NCAA tournament. 
for for uh, supple. Yeah, I briefly remember stumbling across that must have been the Big Ten Network when the softball tournament was happening. Yeah, uh, or going on, and I think Badgers were playing. That's probably why I stuck around. But they there was they were saying that they had lost like the last. Maybe six of the last eight in the regular season, making it tough for them. And I didn't yep. check, and I meant to talk to you about how they did in the tournament, and I didn't. So, either way, they got selected for a tournament, yeah. and now it's you know, surviving it, surviving advance. Yeah, surviving they advance. they they beat like Indiana or something. I can't remember now. Maryland, I don't know. They beat somebody, but then lost to Northwestern, who was the number one seed. So it was kind of one of those like you win this game, you're for sure in. Yeah, you lose and you're kind of on the on the bubble. And they were on the bubble, but they got in. I think uh, the committee looked pretty favorably on the Big Ten because I think Minnesota was on the bubble too, and they got in. Might have been a different school, but um, that was my following along in softball. But they're in the Florida region. Uh, Florida is the best team in the region. Uh, they play Georgia Tech on Friday. It's going to be on ESPNU at 1 p.m. Mm. Assuming this is, I have no idea. So it might be <laughs> on at one or noon. Not sure it doesn't clarify in this. It's from the NCAA, so what do you think? I mean, they're in... It's, is it Eastern? Softball, speaking of whatever. It doesn't matter. And then there was Florida and Canisius? Is that how you say it? I don't know. There you go. That's the region. Uh, <laughs> that's, soft, that's talking softball. That's talking softball. Go Badgers. Go Badgers. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that an early season game, uh, they were down, you know, in some, obviously playing like in Florida or something, some warm weather play. And I was like, oh, softball's on already. And then I kind of forgot about it until this past weekend. So there you go. Talking softball. All right. <clears throat> Let's get to the main contender or the main event, probably, of this podcast. Bucks lose game seven to the Celtics. I guess, how do you want to tee it up, Marla? I'll let you tee me up. Where do you want to start? How do you want to talk about it? Where do you want me to begin? I- um, I I would like to get your meter from game six to game seven. So the beginning yeah. of Good. rewind it back. So yep, you win game five. Yeah, awesome game. Steal then, game five. Steal game five. Wrong. Yep. Coming back to Milwaukee. Got to win this on Friday. And where were you at before the tip off? Before tip off, I was. I was. This is. This is going to sound stu- so stupid in hindsight, but like, we had. I felt like we. It was a must win. You had to yeah. win this game. You had to come away with it. And um, if you're going to win this series, you can't go back to Boston because of a myriad of reasons um, that ended up becoming very true. Uh, again, this sounds stupid. In, like, or it sounds obvious in hindsight. Like I don't, but these were my thoughts. I was like, you need to come away with this, and I don't. We had a little run right late in the game, but and, uh, this team, we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute, just was missing uh, something, and that something yeah. was Chris Middleton, I think. But we can talk about that later. But going into Game Six, I was excited because it's a home game, and I always say you're. Role players play better in home games. They didn't in Milwaukee's case and did in Boston's case, which is why they won the series. Um, so I was nervously excited for game six. When that didn't happen, 
I was cautiously pessimistic going into Game Seven. I went into that game. I, I, I this is gonna. I don't even know how excited I was. Way more nervous than excited to watch it. Um, at I went into game. Sorry, moving on to game seven. Did you want us to talk yeah. about any game six anymore? No, no. Just wanted to get your feeling. That's what you feel. Uh, game I six mean, was yeah. awesome, but it was an yeah. awesome game, by the way. I mean, Tatum and Giannis going back and forth. I mean, that's what this series essentially boiled down to. That was a lot of fun. It was a very fun series. I think if you were a casual viewer, it was probably extremely fun. Um, it would have been even more fun, obviously, my team won. But that was a great back and forth. Uh, and then going into game seven, I just. I just didn't feel like this Bucks team had it. Um, like I felt, it seemed like they had going into last year. But then again, I kept, this is what I kept telling myself: is we're in the exact same spot we were in last year against the Nets, right? We're going back to their game seven. I had no hope. I had very little hope that we were going to win that game, and we pulled it out. So I had in the back of my mind that that happened once. Why couldn't it happen again? And then obviously it didn't happen again. And I, it, even when we were up, well, we were up six at the end of the first quarter, something like that. I was kind of like, just wait. And then I was listening to a podcast earlier today, and they said it kind of flipped. The game flipped on the end of the first half where we're down, what, two? Giannis brings it up over the court, over half court, loses the ball, fouls Marcus Smart. They, absurdly give him an extra free throw but that doesn't really matter I mean it's one point in the grand scheme of things but just that momentum change of hey we're going down into the half down two or maybe tied two or I guess we could have possibly be leading by one but the way we were shooting threes no way that was going to happen uh to being down five and just like the winner sales in the third quarter went the way the third quarter went and the game was over uh I just was the whole time protected against this is going to end poorly. And then it did. So I guess I was <laughs> rewarded for my my protection. A lot of laundry was done during this game, I should say. Oh. Got through a couple loads, folded, you know, separated the kids' baskets and put in their rooms, and I was pretty proud of myself for that. But uh, it was nervous energy. It was frustrated energy. And then uh, I'm going to be honest, Marlo, I turned it off late in the third quarter. Ooh, Really? Yep. I turned it off. I'll tell you the moment I turned it off. Um, I can't tell you the moment. i got to find the game. Um, what the heck is his name? William. Grant Williams was making all the yep. threes, right? He made yep. all the threes, yep. blah, blah, blah. Maybe it was the fourth quarter. There it was. Nope. Here he is. Uh, 37 seconds left in the third quarter. Derek White makes a three-pointer, and I said, I'm out. That put us on 15 at the mo at the moment, but it, we had a little bit. Not, I wouldn't even say a run, but it was like we're keeping with them. Like it would just go into the fourth quarter, down 10, and I believe you have a shot. And then Derek freaking White, who couldn't hit anything, hits a three pointer. I'm like, forget it. This game's over. And this and is I, not it. I turned it off. You know, of course, I followed on my phone every once in a while, checked in to see if it got closer. It didn't. Yeah. But once Grant Williams going nuts, fine, whatever. But like when the other, you know, mm, additional people than the one guy going off. Then I'm out. Then I'm then yeah. I'm out. Um, so the biggest thing I can, I guess you can talk about Grant Williams. You can talk about. Well, I'll talk about Grant Williams in a second. But 
I mean, Tatum was. Don't... Go, ahead. Go ahead. No, you know you. Well, Go ahead. well I was gonna say, I, I was gonna say that this the the last two games, games five and uh, or games six and seven, right, came down to like Tatum. I mean, there were other role players, but especially game six, uh, Tatum really took over the game. Couldn't miss from the th- from three. Really, really yeah. the whole team, but he was really the catalyst behind that. Uh, um, those those two runs. So, you know, when it, and that's I think that that's that was the difference as you were talking about. Is like you know, Giannis still did his thing, uh, Tatum was doing his thing, but Tatum had the role players around him to kind of step in and give those fifteen and twenty point efforts uh, around him, which Giannis did not um, in these in these games. So yeah, yeah, that was the biggest I, difference. I, I think I mentioned it, but that was one of my takeaways. I mean, game. Six was Tatum forty six points, Giannis forty four points, just two electric, uh, electric performances. In Game Seven, Giannis jumped out the gate with a great start. He almost had a triple double in the first quarter, uh, and Tatum started the game I think five for five from three, and it was just these two, two superstars going back and forth, and that was so great. But then Tatum got help from his team and Giannis didn't the Bucks shot 12% from three in game seven 12% they were in a good shooting they weren't a good great shooting team but they shot I think what 31% I think it was on the season which isn't great in today's NBA but that's fine (laughs) like that's (laughs) if you if they shot 30% in this game they win game seven um they, after going up three two, this is uh, courtesy of uh, Nathan Marzion. Uh, after going up three two, the Bucks with the highest three point percentage over the final two games. Giannis was three of seven; he had forty three percent. Portis thirty three percent. Connaughton twenty five. Holiday nineteen three of sixteen. Lopez thirteen percent, one of eight. Here's the brutal part: Wesley Matthews zero percent, zero for five. Grayson Allen, 0% 0 for 8. They shot 14.5% as a team from 3 after taking a 3-2 lead in this series. Normal shooting percentages for these players anywhere from between 30 and 40%. They just choked. And it's not like the looks they got were mostly shots they should be taking, right? They weren't as open as Grant Williams, perhaps was in game seven or Al Horford was in game four or whatever it was that he he went off but they were open good shots and they just missed almost all of them and when you look at the series no one showed up for the Bucks. what was the best non-Giannis performance in this series who what was the best non-Giannis game in this series I can't even think of one only thing I can think of is Drew Holiday because he closed out games, uh, game five the way he did. But that was defense. I can't even think of the second-best performance. Meanwhile, I look over at Boston. They have the Horford game. They have the Grant Williams yep. game seven. They have uh, Jalen Brown just being pretty good throughout the series. And on Milwaukee side, I have Giannis. And... That's it. That's it. For a moment in Game 7, it looked like it was going to be the Brooke Lopez game. For that first quarter, it looked like the Brooke yeah. Lopez game. 
And then it did. And then that that went away. <laughs> Grilling started making those threes. We were letting them have. <laughs> but Giannis in this series was unbelievable, and he. I guess you could say he struggled a little bit in Game Seven. He only had twenty five points. He shot a lower field goal percentage than he had all series. I guess then Game One, as I'm looking at the stats now, and he missed a couple shots he normally makes. But his stretch. From game two to game six, uh, it, it's insane. 28 points, 42 points, 34 points, 40 points, 44 points. Rebounds are almost all double digits. He had 20 rebounds in the last two games. Almost double digit assists in almost every game. I mean, just an unbelievable, unbelievable performance. I got another stat thing here for you, from be honest. Uh, just to... I, I, I was on Twitter a little bit, and I felt like people were being like, why aren't we like... Why are we letting Giannis off the hook? Why aren't we like criticizing Giannis more? It's like you are barking up the wrong tree on this. Your, your analysis of basketball, random Twitter person that I'm essentially using as a straw man right now, your best ball analysis is terrible. He's the first player in NBA history to record 200 points, 100 rebounds, and 50 assists in a series. That's wild. Yeah, sure, that is wild. Sure, it was seven games, but there's been lots of seven-game series. Um, just an insane performance. By Giannis and literally zero help, which leads me to my next point. Should I go on to my next point, or do you want to? Yeah, no. I, interge- I, I, I do you want to interject the point? Uh, no, I, I don't. No, I don't. That was All that right. was a good tease. I want you to get going. Oh, I, you know, I, I set myself up on a tease. I mean, it was, uh, no one stepped up. There was no Middleton, and that's I think the the underlying story of this. Uh, I think when the Bucks went last year, or even if you want to go the year before, went from you know uh, a good regular season team to a team that can compete in the playoffs, it was because of Chris Middleton kind of taking that step and becoming an all-star, which he has been the last two years. And I heard in the take sphere, you know, you can't just say if Middleton's in there that it would have been a different series. Why can't you? It would have absolutely been different. <laughs> I'm at, like. We give. I feel like we give so many other players. I mean, LeBron James. Oh, Anthony Davis wasn't there, so he didn't even make the freaking playoffs. Giannis took this series to seven games without the second best player on the team. And what happens when that happens, especially on the offensive end? Okay, now you're asking who to do more. You're asking Grayson Allen to do more. You're asking Grayson Allen to be Middleton. That's not going to help. You're asking George over the hill, Hill. <laughs> Uh, to be Grayson Allen, who he's not anymore. Like you slide everybody up one step, and they they're not able to do it. So, I mean, I guess in some cases maybe you say they were, but they're not able to do it. And that just was that makes this game, this series, such a frustrating series in the sense of like, so how do I look at this, Marlo? Like, do, can I just go like if we would have had Middleton, we would have won. Or, or could I convince myself of that? I think you could. Because I, th- I think we could. I don't... I, in this series, I think Boston was the better team. But if you take Jalen Brown off their team, it's a completely different series. If you take any one player off, you know, the second best player off of any other team, and I don't feel like... I still feel like even though Chris Middleton, doing what he's done, NBA championship, all-star, doesn't get that kind of, like, respect of... 
removing him from the team is a significant drop. I mean, imagine Chris Middleton's guarding Jason Tatum instead of Grayson Allen on all the possessions where Tatum's just doing whatever he wants with Grayson Allen. Like, that's while Middleton's not an elite defender, he's a heck of a lot better than Grayson Allen. And, like, all these little things throughout the series, throughout Game 7, throughout whatever, add up. And maybe we steal game, we steal another game earlier in the series, or maybe then we win Game Six at home and close it out. But like, guys, it, it, to say like you can't like say for sure. No, I can't say for sure, but I have a really good inkling. And what makes it harder, I think, is normally you lose the series and you go, "All right, we need to improve here. We need to do this differently." I don't know what the Bucks do. Like, how do you? I don't feel like you can. I guess within this series, go, this is what we need to do. This has gone on a lot longer than I thought. Holy shit. Um, this is what we need to do next, right? Because like, right now I'm just like, bring it back. Bring Chris and everybody back and we'll, we'll do it again. Right. But that doesn't feel like the right answer. Like You want to feel like you should do more. Um, I, think, I think their moves to kind of solidify with their veterans um, – the Serge Ibaka trade, um, George Hill was garbage. Um, I don't know how much Wesley Matthews have left. He played okay, but he didn't make any threes. Uh, Grayson Allen, God, I don't know. Like those are the those kind of perimeter questions. If we can solidify that up a little bit better, I think we'll be right back there. I think we'll be right back there anyway if we just get Middleton back. But if we can figure out those kind of additional role player pieces. I think we can be right back there. Yeah, no, I I, mean, I agree. Obviously, you have I, if you have Middleton and Giannis, right? Then it comes down to having a above average uh, players around them, right? I think you could, yeah, you could make the case as long as you keep that, as long as you keep that together, um, you can still you still have another run in you uh, in this team. So. Bringing everyone back, maybe maybe upgrading um, another shooter, another outside shooter, because yeah. obviously well, that's that supposed was, to be Grayson I mean, Allen. It's supposed to be, but, but but again, right? But even even okay, let's just say all things even. You have Middleton and Allen out there. I think you still need another somewhat of a threat from yeah. from three, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, someone that can come off the bench and be a threat from from three. Okay. I think that's that's what's supposed Grayson Allen supposed to be. It's not supposed to be a starting freaking shooting guard. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you look at we shot 12%. We need somebody who can make a GD3. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, that's, all, that's all I got. You want anything else on the Bucks or Celtics? No, no. It was, uh, you know, overall entertaining entertaining series. I know it didn't end up the way you wanted to, so it's not doesn't seem that way. But uh, obviously, it went seven games. I wish the, the two last games were a little closer in the end. Yep. But... Um, yep. But still, the series was was fun to watch from an outsider looking in. Yeah. All right. Um, moving on. Ne- other side. I guess other games happened, but we whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Mavs. Whatever. On game game seven yesterday, Mavs whooped the Suns. Uh, I didn't even know what the final score was. Uh, One twenty three to ninety, and it wasn't even that. It wasn't close. even that close. <laughs> I mean, perfect game to follow up the Bucks game because you know what my thought was. 
Celtics and Bucks aren't the number one story. <laughs> this is the number one story. <laughs> we are pushed off the front page uh, by this insane game. Uh, I don't know. Do you have any other take that, or any other uh, way to look at this, I guess, than an epic no-show by the Suns? Yeah, no, I don't. I'm at home, game seven, and just routed by the first quarter. It was over in the first quarter. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, um, don't know how that happens. Don't know how that happens, especially in this series where it was. When we talked last time, it was like, "All right, is this actually a series, or is right. like, the Suns just playing around?" All right, you know. And I think you know, go, back to the series. I think every most people said the Suns were the better team, like hands yep. down. Um, the Suns were a better team, and to come out on Game Seven at home. That flat is just, I don't know. That's crazy. I, I'm just glad I'm not an actual Suns fan because that would be absolutely demoralizing. Yeah, it would be demoralizing. I can't even remember anything like this before. Like, not that I've like you know catalog of of Game Seven hit memories in my head, but like this is this was this was unbelievable. Their leading scorer in the game had 12 points. Eesh. They had 10 points. In the second quarter, I mean, it was it was absurd. With I think Luca Luca outscored them in the first half. I think it was either they outscored or tied. It was close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just you have Booker who finished fourth in MVP voting. You have Chris Paul who is top three point guard of all time. Sure, Ran it at- you make that argument. 34 years old or whatever he is. Um, man, unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I guess on a positive end, Luca was fantastic. And I think that's kind of the overriding story of this series because there's no way outside of Luca that this Mavs team should have even uh, held a candle to the Suns outside of their Game 7 performance. Um yeah. To throw some stats at you, Marlo. Ready? Okay. This is from Visible tw- at Twitter, underscore at the end of it, Visible underscore. Uh, Luca scored more points than Booker in this series, 218-164. He got more rebounds than Aiton, 69-57. to He had more assists than Chris Paul, 49-40, to and had more steals, 15, than Mikhail Bridges, 9. Jeez. He that is the next level of stats. Better than the Suns' best player at whatever that was. <laughs> That's absolutely insane. Uh, I still. Is it okay that he still annoys me a little bit, Marlo, or do I have to be on on board? No, he can annoy you. I was just gonna say. I, I mean, this is the most I've watched of Luca uh, this season, or probably any any season really, to be honest. Hand up, but he has such like an annoying old man game. That it's just, you know, like you watch it, and if you didn't know, it's just some things you're like, how does that work? Yeah. <laughs> Why is that working? It's not, you know, do it. I mean, obviously, obviously, he's a good, obviously, he's a great player, but just like the eye test is like, how is this, how is he doing this? Not in like, wow, that's an amazing way, but how is he doing this? Like, it doesn't seem like it should be working that way. Yeah. And he, in this game especially, he has this kind of like smirk of like, I guess I guess you could perceive it as him having fun 
it's a confidence, a cockiness, and I don't know. But I mean, it just rubs me the wrong way a little bit. Maybe I'll get over it. And I feel like I'm on an island with this, but because everybody seems to love him, he's very good. But like, something rubs me the wrong way. I I can't believe they're in the conference finals because they are. And this this is what I'm talking about in other players showing up, right? Jalen Brunson, he's a fine basketball player, 24 points. Spencer Dinwiddie, who could have been had by anybody, had 30 points in this game. The Bucs can get one guy in one game to have a game like that? God. Spencer Dinwiddie, 11 for 15, 30 points in a closeout game seven game. Absolutely unreal. Absolutely unreal. Freaking Grayson Allen 0 for 8 from 3. All right. Anything else on my have, sons? <laughs> I went back to no. the Bucks. My bad. My bad. Um, conference finals. All right. Here we go. We're in the conference finals. Who you got? Who you're rooting for? Heat Celtics. Game one is tomorrow or Tuesday, I believe. It's a quick turnaround for the Celtics. I was prepared to be complaining about the Bucks if they had made it. <laughs> about the quick quick turnaround. Um yeah, this one's tough. I mean, I'm gonna have to go with the Heat again. Like I started off, avid uh, Boston hater, so I gotta I gotta stay on the Heat side of them. Um, not that I'm I would really like to see the Heat in the final, but it is what it is. The lesser of two evils. Um, so yeah. I'll go with the Heat. Yeah, I six. think I mean oh, go ahead. In, in six. six, okay. I think that's where uh, who I. So I'm rooting for the Heat just because I'm so annoyed at the Celtics right now. I I thought their antics were so annoying. If I didn't go into it this podcast, if you want to hear me complain about it, go listen to last week's. I think I did a commendable job complaining about their nonsense. Um, but you'll see it again in the Heat series because they're going to flip and flop around, and it's going to be so annoying. Uh, so I'm rooting for the Heat, I think. Not that I'm a Heat fan, and certainly if the Bucks were playing against the Heat, I would... Obviously, I'd be rooting against them, but all the things that I'm going to pin to, the heat culture crap, the Tyler Hero, the Jimmy Butler, I would be so annoyed with. But, God darn it, I'm going to be rooting for it here because I'm so annoyed with the Celtics. Uh, I think the Celtics are going to win, though, in seven. I'm going to go in seven. In seven. I, I think Tatum's good enough. I think the other role players are good enough. But I, I got to look at the matchup a little bit more because Bam's a different player than Giannis. And, like, I don't know, like, and it's a different team, right? But, like, they're not going to – I think that's might be the hinge point for me is how can they defend – or can they or how do they defend uh, Bam? Because, like I said, it's different than Giannis. They have a way to defend. I mean, I guess you could say they defended Giannis, and I rattled off his stats earlier. I don't know how well they did at that. <laughs> but they definitely had a game plan for it. Um, I don't know how well it worked. It was just that nah, I don't need to go back down there. Anyway, um, so anyway, rooting for the Heats. think it'll be Celtics. All right, on to the West. It's the Warriors and the Mavs. Who you got, Marlo? Who you rooting for? Um. Yeah, we go Warriors. I think the Warriors are back, right? They're. I don't know. They're not. They're not all the way back, but yeah. they're glimpses. I should say that there's glimpses of the old Warriors out there having fun, trading threes. Um, but I do. I enjoy watching them again. So 
Yeah. I'm going to go with the Warriors on this one over the Mavs. Yeah. I am rooting for and also thinking that's what I got. Uh, again, my Luca mild dislike will, I guess, prevail to keep me from rooting for the Mavs. Uh, I don't know how they're going to guard Luca, but I can see them taking a Luca gets 40 and we still win approach mm-hmm. to this series. Um, and I like how the Warriors are back to a little bit of like quasi uh, splash bros uh, type offense uh, or type team, uh, type feel. You know, they had Durant and then I was like, okay, super team, I get it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, now there's a little bit of that shine off and it's back to a little bit more of the kind of traditional splash bros, although Clay Thompson has not really been himself, but Poole's kind of picked up uh, that a little bit, that mantle, which. I'm sure bothers Clay a lot, but uh, yeah, I think I think the Warriors are just. Although I looked at it with the Suns, right, and I said they're just a, on paper a better team. Um, no way the Mavs can do it, but then Luca found a way, and random Mavs players stepped up. Maybe they can do it again, but I'm rooting for and leaning towards Warriors. All right, that's it for basketball. Any other basketball things? Uh, nope. So we got. Let's go to the ice. Your oh. favorite. Okay. Marley, you in We're yet? Doing this. Hockey. We're doing Hockey. this. Are you in? We're doing this. Uh, no. <laughs> what? Are we at the Stanley Cup yet? Uh, it's the whole thing is called the Stanley Cup, Marlo. It's the I mean, Stanley like Cup. the finals. Are we at no, the finals we're not, yet? We're not at the finals. We just got out of the first round. It's <laughs> 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 just the first round. Uh, Marlo, you missed in a. Incredible weekend of hockey. We had five game sevens. Two of those went to overtime. Both of them were yesterday. I may not have stayed up to the second one because that probably went into the middle of the night. I have no idea. Um, an unbelievably tense weekend of hockey. Uh, and most of the teams I was rooting for won. And one of these I wrote down wrong. Did I write down? Wait. No, never mind. I didn't write it down wrong. I misremembered it in my head. Okay, we're good. We're good. Most of the teams I was three, four, one. Um, so that was that was also fun. All right, second round, Marlo. Here's where we're stand. Right, we got a couple interesting little battles here for you. Actually, just two of which is of the four. Tampa, Florida, Battle of Florida. Isn't that exciting in hockey? That's always great. Yeah, yeah. Calgary versus Florida. Calgary versus Edmonton. Battle of Alberta. Great one. Avalanche Blues, Carolina versus New York, Marlo. Which one are you most excited for? You have to be most excited for one, even if it's like you're not excited at all. But one of them has to excite you more than the other ones. It's a law of nature. Yeah, I, I mean, I go with the Battle of Florida because that's just a good. Uh, that's just that's just good. That's just blood on blood, right? Yeah, yeah, you know. They grew up on the ice rinks of Florida, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. On the ponds. The pond. Well, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if they play in the ponds in Florida. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, Florida, one of the best uh, regular season teams against two-time defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, a good one. 
I am obviously most interested in the Canada one because I'm a huge Canada stan in hockey. Calgary, Edmonton. Uh, Calgary, from my understanding, uh, scored a lot of goals in the regular season. Edmonton, from my understanding, has Connor McDavid, who is apparently a very good young player. Um, There we go. Avalanche, I think, are probably the best team. They uh, housed, uh, looking at it, Predators, Nashville, there we go, (laughs) in the first round with a sweep. Uh, So they've been off for some time. Um, I think they are uh, just annoyingly going to just win it all. So, but... It's hockey. You never know. Round one was awesome. Hopefully, round two is as well. Um, do you want to dive any more into the hockey, Marlo? Or I don't. No. I mean, if you got more, I'm all ears. Rangers beat the Penguins in Game Seven. Nice. Surprised by that. I think the Penguins. Uh, I, I heard. They were like contracts coming up, so they won't be able to hold the core together anymore. The I think it's Malkin and Crosby core might be breaking up, so that's tough for them. Uh, there you go. That's that's Thoughts all I got. That's all right. All I got in the hockey. All right. Well, that's it on the ice. Oh, Joe Pavelski scored. Oh, in uh, the Dallas uh, Calgary game, but they lost. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, all right, cool. That's it for the ice. Uh, now we will move on to the pitch because we got. Well, you have to start watching one of these two things because oh, we can't just have two segments in our show <laughs> where it's just me talking. I mean, at least the Bucks th- are out now. It's just me talking. So essentially, two and a half of the segments here has just been me talking. <laughs> this is not great. Um. Yeah, I'll start getting into the soccer. I always the season's I over, up. Marlo. It's like oh, it's <laughs> done. Like, Three weeks oh, left. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I don't. But how is the season over? I, there, but doesn't the season starts start in like September? It, I, no, I was gonna say the season start doesn't start. I was saying it's like starts in like three weeks from now. Yeah. Anyways, true. again, next next time around, you'll get you'll get into it next year. I get into it. Okay, I just gonna dip my toes in for right now. <laughs> you miss. I mean, there's some left. There, you can be here for the last week, and, and you can at least run there. All right. Corner kick, well, here it is. Liverpool are FA Cup champions. They defeated Chelsea in the FA Cup finals at Wembley Stadium on Saturday. And, my God, what the spectacle it, it is. I mean, it's they roll it out like the Super Bowl. It's uh, pretty cool. It's at Wembley Stadium. Prince William was there. He's apparently the head of the... Uh, football association or something seems like uh, a little bit of nepotism there or something I don't know uh, but he was down there shaking everybody's hand um, very bald that's all I got yeah. on him uh, very good handshaker seemed like he was he, he uh, shaked he a lot of hands in his life knew, knew what he was doing there uh, yeah. but Liverpool wins on penalty kicks against Chelsea uh, much like the Carabao Cup Finals uh, which I know you remember, Marlo. Uh, it was a very uh, reserved affair. Both teams having chances, but nothing. Uh, taking care not to give up too many, uh, and ending up in penalty kicks uh, in the Carabao Cup. Liverpool won on the eleventh penalty round. In this one, they won the sixth or seventh. I can't remember right now. I think it was the sixth. Um, Allison coming up with a huge save, and um, 
Simikas, the backup left back uh, from Greece, with the winning penalty kick. Uh, so Liverpool in their quest for the quadruple, winning four trophies in a season, uh, ha- now has two, the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup, still chasing two more. Uh, the next one to be decided will be the Premier League, uh, which now there's a, cr- a glimmer, a small glimmer of hope, Marlow, with Manchester City dropping points to West Ham. They drew 2-2 against West Ham, although at one point it was 2-0. So it could have been, uh, I guess, better for Liverpool, although I don't think it would have mattered if it was a draw or a loss because uh, Manchester City turned into an absolute wagon and just housed their last two opponents, gaining like 10 goal differential. So I think they would have won the goal differential in the end anyway. Anyway, uh, City dropped some points, left the window open for Liverpool. If Liverpool... Wins on Southampton. They'll play Tuesday uh, or today, I guess, if you're listening to this. Uh, They win that. They'll be one point back, two points back, whatever. They'll be within striking distance, one or two points back of Manchester City. And then it'll all come down to the final day uh, where Wolves will play, or excuse me, Liverpool will play Wolves. City will play Aston Villa. If City loses, City, I guess, has to lose for Liverpool to have a chance. So City would have to lose. Liverpool would have to win. That's coming to you Sunday last weekend of the season, Marlo. Um, so get, watch watch for that. Get the popcorn ready. It's unlikely that City will lose to Aston Villa. Aston Villa managed by former Liverpool legend Steven Gerrard. So there's that connection. That would be really cool. Um, need City to lose. Need Liverpool to win for them to be champions. So that is the third part of the quadruple. The fourth part, of course, is the Champions League final. Um, That is coming up not next weekend, but the following weekend, the 28th. So just want to keep that on your schedule, Marlo. Yeah, I have so much time. Against Real Madrid. Watch out for that. Uh, The last thing to watch this weekend is the Champions League race. So lots of prestige and money that comes along with that. Arsenal lost today to Newcastle, so really hurt their chances. Uh, so now Tottenham, uh, it's between Tottenham and Arsenal who are like huge rivals. Um, Tottenham only needs to draw now because of Arsenal's loss against Norwich City on Sunday. Norwich City is the worst team in the Premier League. <laughs> so if Tottenham draws them, they're in the Champions League. Arsenal is out, which has to be uh, a great position to be in if you're a Tottenham fan to have the possibility of not only making the Champions League for the following season, but eliminated your fiercest rivals in Arsenal. Um, so an opportunity to do that on the weekend. So another thing to watch for. All the games are on the same time on Sunday as is uh, you know the last game of the season. So there you go. That is the corner kick. There it is. Corner kick. Well done, Casey. Well done. We did it. I did it. All right. Uh, let's finish up here. We got our throw-ins. Yeah. Do you, uh, you want to start with one? Yep. Yeah, uh, there's a the PGA Championship is next weekend. That's the one where you try to list the golf majors and you always forget which one is the fourth one. Uh, uh, because you kept forgetting it, they moved it ahead of the <laughs> ahead of uh, the opens because <laughs> people kept forgetting and didn't care at this one was happening in September. So they moved it up. It's next weekend. I sure it's in. I don't even know where it is. Uh, I think it's in South Carolina or something. 
Oh, I didn't read the Sun's Pe- statement. Shoot. Speaking speaking of it, PGA Golf. Did you see the story of a guy who had to play um, in that tournament, the PGA tournament, because he lost his fantasy football bet? No, I did not. You didn't read this. this? Nope. Uh, essentially, that yeah, that was the bet in their turn. I can't remember if he finished last or what the bet was, but he had to <laughs> he had to enter in into the uh, into the tour and and play it. And he uh, I forgot what he shot, but some of the quotes coming out of his mouth were pretty pretty hilarious. I assume it was very bad. Oh yes, it was very bad. Okay. It was it was not good. It was like if me or you went to go play in a PGA tournament. Um, it got there, so that's funny. Um, moving on, did you see this week? Did you see Frank Gore? He's back. No, Frank Gore's back. Uh, I'm gonna click on the link now. Okay, he's uh, he's taking up oh. boxing. His first professional bout ends with his him knocking out in the second or the third round. I can't remember, but he he knocked a guy out uh, with one good punch, and nice. that he is now one and zero as a professional boxer. I remember him uh, that he was going to box. Yeah, I did not realize it was this weekend. Um, good for good for him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, good for him. After losing to who, did, who was the guy? Who did he lose to? He lost to remember that oh, exhibition. One of the Paul brothers? It, no, it was his boxing match. But he played uh, Williams, uh, the basketball player. Uh, Used to play for Illinois. Devin Williams? Yeah, Devin Williams. And then Devin he Williams. He lost to Devin Williams? He lost to Devin Williams <laughs> on a decision oh. on that. And now, you know, he went now back to the gym. Now he's a real boxer. Now he's a real boxer. He's knocking people out. One punch. One so, punch. Vicious punch. Knocked that guy straight out. No wow. defense, though. So, I don't know. More I feel defense. like if he's actually. I didn't see the whole match, but of the clip, his hands are down the whole time. So. I'm assuming they were down most of the, most of the match. So I feel like if he goes up against someone that can actually punch, yeah, he might be in knows trouble. Knows how to box, maybe. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, all right, I got one. Uh, Nick Saban is out on the uh, interview circuit. I don't know. Paul Fine, but um, interviewed him. Uh, but he, oh. uh, Nick Saban out there says, uh, w- "Quote: One of the things I like to see us be able to work back to. I think in, in this is." me interjecting here in response to NIL and all that that's happening is um, one of the things I look back to is everything in college football has always had parity. So Nick Saban um, is wishing that parity could return to college football. Interesting. Please, I think, please, Mr. Saban, can you define parity? Yeah. Or point to any single point when parity existed in college football. Yes. And could you please not be the worst possible person to give this message? <laughs> yes. 100%. Uh, just ridiculous. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, his quarterback's making a couple million on endorsements. So, totally fair. Speaking of quarterbacks, uh, mm. there is a Juco transfer going to Oklahoma whose name is General Booty. Whoa. What? That's his name? No, it's not. That's his name. Yeah. His first type, name General, last name type, Booty. Type General Booty into your. No, I'm not. I'm. I don't I need it. that. T- I did it. <laughs> I don't want to see what pops up when I put General Booty into my web browser. Well, type in General Booty QB then. <laughs> it's 
a saucy picture of a of a quarterback. <laughs> Either everyone's being trolled, uh, but Sports Illustrated, General Booty, General Booty Ten at Twitter. I don't know if you want to follow him on Twitter, but there you go. Um, all right, that's college football. I forgot Sun Statement, Marlo. Uh, they sent out a statement today. Why can't I find it now? Okay, um, I just want to. I just want to. Okay, so it starts out, today is a new day for the Phoenix Suns fans. Sun always rises, right, Marlo? Uh, sure does. Ooh, the work on one. next season is already underway. Good to know. As employees, fans, partners, and PayPal six-man members of the Phoenix Suns, you should be proud of what you have helped this team and our organization accomplish. I mean, I'm going to pause there. PayPal six-man members, you have to put an ad? Indy, you're, we're sorry we didn't show up for Game 7 thing. <laughs> for three straight years, we were pretty good. With greater uh, success and expectations and deeper disappointment, I think that's from uh, Spider-Man. Uh, that's natural. Uh, just know that they share in it, and we're in it together. And thank you for supporting. Great statement. PayPal six-man members. Is that like... Must have been put together by the intern. Is that like season ticket holders? Yeah, I guess they're like, I don't know. They were like fan or like, I don't know. Maybe they got their fan, like the PayPal fans. Like, I don't know. I don't know. With, I just love this. With greater success and expectation comes deeper disappointment. I mean, <laughs> is there a better statement that wraps up being a Badger fan sometimes than that? <laughs> you say it all the time. You got to be in the big games to lose them. got to be in the big games to lose them. With greater success, Big Ten West championships and expectations <laughs> comes deeper disappointment. Big Ten championship games. <laughs> uh, I didn't think of that part the first time I read it through. Now I thought of it, and now I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but we were in those games, Marlon. Dang it! All right, yeah. last one. Baseball. Um, Brewers won as we were watching. So good job, Brewers. First place, Brewers. Go them. Um, but I think the storyline of the week was the. Pirates? What's the point? Wait, who it was the Reds and the Pirates? <laughs> the Reds threw the no hitter, so the Pirates. No wait, Marlo, explain this to me. I got it mixed up because both these teams suck. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you had it right. The Reds threw a no hitter. Quotations, and the Pirates won without getting a hit. Without re- the Reds re- threw the no hitter. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yep. It's the six. They're the sixth team to throw a no hitter and lose, but it's not a no hitter, Marlo. Because remember when no. we had the stupid shortened games because of COVID and the double headers and things. Yeah, you have to go nine innings, and yeah. I think it's even more embarrassing that they couldn't even. They got they threw a no hitter, but couldn't even get to the or didn't even force the other team to get to the bottom of the ninth. That's insane. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, so it's not a no-hitter because they did not pitch nine innings. Um, yeah, that's wild. That's <laughs> Okay, so what do you well, – yeah, what, how, who are you and you feel like – can you feel good about this as the Pirates? Like you won the game, but you didn't You didn't have a hit. Like is that – do you really feel good? And then as the Reds, you're like, oh, yeah, you threw a no-hitter, but you lost the game. So is it one of those – you can't feel good I, about either of that? It's just no. A, it's just an icky feeling well, all around. I think you. I think you feel. If you're the Pirates, I think you look at it and go, "Somehow we got this one." Like, you know, whoo, you know, kind of thing. You don't feel like great yeah. about it, but you're like, 
you're like, whatever. We still, you know, we still didn't give up a run, right? We still had a shutout. So you have that positive. True. The Reds, you just got to look at this and be like, we are inventing new ways to lose baseball games. <laughs> we are that bad at this that we're just inventing new ways to lose. Which I didn't, I, I don't know if that's ever been done before, but I, if there's only been six no hitters to lose, how many of them could have had been road teams to not force the bottom of the ninth? Seems unlikely. Seems unlikely. Um, standings. I'm looking for standings. I want to see where the Reds are because then they've won a couple since there. Yeah, they're nine and twenty-six. So they are the worst team by oh, three wins. So that's not too terrible. Oof. Nine and twenty-six, not great, not great. But it, the, the, I, I messed up the start of this because I was like, I could see the Pirates also doing this. So I, I, I forgot which one was which. My bad, my bad. Mm. But we're we're okay. now dialed into baseball, Marlo. Yeah, we're all in. You got to dial into something, Marlo. What are you going to talk about on these things? Still <laughs> spend all summer just counting down, counting down to football. Just listening to me talk for two months until football starts? <laughs> oh, I'll get in. I'll get in. So I have to. Well, basketball is winding down. I, 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 was I guess we'll still basketball. We'll still have a little basketball. But I would say today, today is a sad day. It's the first day in uh, a little while where it's not going to be a basketball game on. Um, or hockey. So that was sad. What? Or hockey game. Or hockey. Yeah. I yeah. mean, how could I it's miss tough. the hockey game? But. But yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into basketball. We'll get into hockey. We had a pod to record. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Any other any other throw-ins? That's that's all I got. That's all that's I got. All, got. all right. Fantastic. Well, that will oh, be. Oh, Packers! No, I have a throw-in. I have a throw-in. Oh, oh. Okay. Packers signed Jair Alexander to a four-year deal today, making him the highest-paid cornerback in the NFL. If everything, you know, the contract finishes. There you go. There it is. Breaking news. Good signing. If he can stay healthy, he can be a top five quarterback in the NFL. Just stay healthy. There we go. All right. That's it. That's all we got. All right. That's all we got. Casey, as always, you can find us at 132 Breeze, myself at MarlJRKC, at Prof Badger Fan. That is it for me, Casey. You got any last words? Well, until next time, fellow fans, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports. <laughs>